The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I'm a 20-year-old single male, and I'm looking for a real love story, which I'd like to call the ultimate relationship. When a girl says she loves me, or whenever I feel committed to some girl, I just want to walk away and put an end to the relationship. I'm not the type of guy who wants to have a short-term relationship. Is this normal? Maurice. Now, Maurice, what you're identifying is mixed unanalyzed emotions. You're ambivalent. And one of the skills is to explore your own ambivalence. You have very mixed feelings. On one hand, you want this ultimate relationship. On the other hand, you sabotage yourself and you put an end to any good relationship that you could have. So part of that is really learning to know yourself. And the answer to your question, you know, why do I do this? Is this normal? The only person that can answer that is you. Why am I doing this? So in a very non non-judgmental manner. You don't want to throw up your hands and say, why the heck am I doing this? Because your subconscious will say, well, I don't know. It must be something abnormal about you. If you ask yourself in a gentle, non-judgmental manner, I wonder why I have an urge to walk away from, let's say the girl's name is Meredith right now, and then write on paper what you know. What does your subconscious kick up? And it may be some perfectionist ideas. Perhaps it won't be the ultimate relationship and I won't know how to break things off without hurting her feelings if it's not perfect. Or another possibility, it could be fear of rejection. You know, if I get too close to Meredith, she may see who I really am, and I'm uncomfortable with that, and I may not be able to handle the rejection. I'll feel like a loser. I'll feel defeated. Another possibility, you might discover that it's trauma-related, and this happens for many people. You know, I really want a phenomenal relationship, but, you know, I have the history of seeing my parents go through a horrific divorce, and I remember promising myself that I would never put myself or my kids through that. So if I get too close to Meredith, I put myself at risk for eventually splitting up. So that's a third possibility. The first was perfectionism. Another was fear of rejection. The third is trauma-related. A fourth, hey man, you're 20 years old. A fourth is fear of pregnancy. Because if you get too intimate, too fast, suddenly she finds out that she's pregnant what then? Everybody in your age category and even before your age and then after your age has that fear, especially the guy, because they're not the decision maker in the case of having a child, but the woman also struggles with that. So that's something definitely to take seriously. And a fifth possibility is that you just feel clueless. You don't know how to introspect. You don't know what an ultimate relationship consists of. And for that, I would highly highly, highly recommend getting the book that Dr. Edlock and I wrote. It's called The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason. And we talk about how to make yourself lovable so that you feel good about yourself and worthy of a relationship. And that involves multiple, multiple things. You want to avoid faking self-esteem, faking that you're better than you are. You want to know how to deal with blows to your self-esteem. If someone does leave you, how do you handle that? You want to develop moral character and by that I mean 
honesty and integrity and being a person that you admire, being productive. You want to learn how to value your values in life and pursue them, including romance. You need to care about your appearance. Nobody likes a schlump except for another schlump. That doesn't mean you can't go around and kick around clothes around the house occasionally or, you know, that's fine too. But if you always dress like you don't respect yourself, other people will treat you that way. So first you need to learn how to make yourself lovable. And then we have another part in our book, a whole section with four chapters on finding your soulmate. How do you introspect to understand what you're liking about the person and what you're not liking, what you're liking about the relationship, your connection with the person, what you're not liking there. We talk about how to choose the right partners. How do you mesh on all of the multiple things Things that anyone needs to mesh on. And that includes, obviously, moral character. Uh, you both want to be honest. You, it includes having good communication skills so you can keep the relationship going. It includes similarity in your values and your tastes. It includes similarity even in your habits. I mean, if one is a night person and one is a morning person, is that going to work out? For some people, it does. For some, that's a relationship breaker, even though there are two good people involved. It involves what I would say is the core of a romantic relationship, which is emotional intimacy. How do you achieve that with another individual and keep that robust over the long term if you want the ultimate relationship? I also think, Maurice, there's a problem with the word ultimate. When I married my husband, I said, you know, I don't know. We may grow in different directions. This is privately to myself. And I don't know if it will last or not. But from everything I know right now, I adore him. He is my world. And if anything changes, so be it. You know, I'll deal with it then. Well, luckily, we've been married for years. I've stopped counting, uh, but it's wonderful. That would be a wonderful help. Again, you can get our book at Amazon.com. The name, again, is The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason by Edwin A. Locke, L-O-C-K-E, and Ellen Kenner. Uh, so I'm sure that will put you on a better path. Here is a question I received from Joe. Hello, I have been verbally abusive in the past. And later on, I have been I have verbally abused other people. At first, it made me feel better, but then it made me feel worse later on, lowering my standards. I now find that I accidentally mutter under my own breath, and I'm left thinking, did I just say that about someone when I didn't want to? How can I stop muttering under my breath so I'm not wondering if I if it was audible? Sincerely. Joe. Well, Joe, you're right about the aggression. Let me address that first. When we when we speak aggressively to somebody, it feels good in the moment because you're expressing yourself and later on you have a guilt hangover. Oh my God, I said that. So you need to know how to express yourself better. You need communication skills and that will help with the muttering too. Because if your only uh, uh, way of communicating is to say, well, she's a bitch or I can't believe he's that. He's such an he's such an incredible pain in the butt. Um, if if you find yourself saying that, you need to know how to say that more accurately um, and appropriately. It bothered me when you called me an idiot. I'm hoping that will stop. Now that would be much better to say to him rather than you're a pain in the butt. So you want to give yourself the opportunity to learn communication skills, and you could just Google communication skills and come up with listening skills and speaking skills, uh, or maybe take a course in it or find a good book in it. You can go to my website, drkenner.com, and look at the books I recommend there. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Trust. Very important in a relationship. It's also very important in a clinical situation. Why is trust the most important thing in making a breakthrough 
with a client. And that's from Goodwill Hunting. And why is trust the most important component in making a breakthrough with a client? It's the same reason it's the most important component in making a breakthrough with anyone, whether it's your partner or your kids or an in-law. If you need to earn trust, trust is not something someone can, in quotes, give you. It's you need to learn about a person's character, the people you deal with. And sometimes your best friend can bite you, betray you. Sometimes your kids can bite you and betray you, and then they have to earn back the trust, and that takes time. So trust is your evaluation of basically another person's character. Do you trust them or not? Are they honest or not? Are they fact-focused or not? Are they going to level with you or not? And that is critical to all good relationships. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com, and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, The Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Your romantic partner cannot also be your therapist. The roles are totally different. Your partner can be understanding and supportive, but cannot be responsible for your mental health. If you're riddled with self-doubts, fears, and anxieties, don't ask your partner to put you together again. That is your job, along with the help of a professional. Mental health is important, and psychological problems can be resolved. If you seek professional help, put in the effort and do the introspective work. You need not remain a mystery to yourself. You'll acquire the ability to remove the barriers to your happiness, and you'll make yourself more lovable. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.